Brian and Doug podcast is brought to you in part by MosierMultimedia.com, KMH Music in Presque Isle, Maine, The Ridge Runner in Westfield, Maine, and Doug's cousin, Larry. <laughs> oh, man, I am so excited. I may vomit. You're listening to the Brian and Doug podcast. Now do it like you mean it. You're listening to the Brian and Doug podcast. Thank you. Yep. Welcome to the O'Brien and Doug podcast. I'm O'Brien. I'm Doug. Still live. I keep saying live. We're live. We're not live. We're not live. We're alive, but we're not live. In the live. fun dungeon. Um, it's been. Uh, it seems like it's been a while. Uh, it seems seems like it's been longer than it has. It's only been a couple weeks. Feels like it's been forever. I know. I know. Like like a hundred years ago. I was like, hey, remember remember back in the day <laughs> when we did a podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Two weeks ago? Two weeks yeah, ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. So much has changed. <laughs> we're on, we're on uh, season six, episode... We're a little bit older, a little nine. bit wiser. Nine. Episode Number nine. Number nine. Um, Number nine. So, yeah, we'll, we'll just get this out of the way. The, the reason we took a break last week was because I completely forgot... I didn't forget my anniversary, but I forgot that we were going away <laughs> good, for good my, save. my anniversary. I had... <laughs> we had... Uh, we have a family camp down in Chapley, and uh, I arranged to, to have the camp for the week uh, for my 25th wedding anniversary to my beautiful bride. Yes. And um, so I, I I think it was, I don't remember where we were. Was it in Mapleton? What? We played, we, when the syndicate played, and I said, uh, yeah, we're, we're leaving tomorrow. And you said, so no podcast this week. Yeah. It was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was right after the show. We were all standing around talking. It was you and me and Morton and, yeah. and Joel and Missy and all them. And we were just like, yes, yeah, so we're taking off. And I'm like, when are you going to be back? Well, I don't know. Tuesday or Wednesday. And I'm like, said no podcast. I don't even get, <laughs> you did that pause. It was like, it was like, you know, it was like the cartoon light bulb went yeah. off off your head. It was like, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually we were coming back Thursday, which would completely right, right. miss the, miss the mark because exactly. we, we dropped the podcast on, on Thursday morning. So, yeah. so, uh, thankfully Doug was able to get his phone working and, and do a, a, a clever little video. I'm good at that. <laughs> I do videos. That uh, that said why so yeah we uh, we went down to the camp on Sunday and my wife and I had a couple of uh, well two and a half days by ourselves cool um, and then um, two of my boys had basketball camp all week uh, but my youngest really had her heart set on going to camp this summer to our camp so we had Jude drive her down to Old Town we drove up picked her up went back to camp oh yeah we didn't end up getting back until eleven o'clock Tuesday night right. But she had a, you know, we went to the beach on Wednesday and hung out, you know, on the beach. It was cold. Um, and then we came back on Thursday. So she got a, she got a good day of camp, day and a half of camp in. Uh, so she was in the water and, and, and stuff like that. But the first two days, we got down there Sunday night and it was just chill. I mean, it was just, and that's what it was for. It was yeah. just to be yeah. together and just relax. Exactly. And Monday, we didn't have to get up for anything. Right. Um, so we slept in as long as we could. I, for some reason, my body, my, my clock is set for five or six. Yeah. So I get up anyway, or I wake up anyway. But, uh, we just hung out and, um, let's see, Monday we didn't do much. We went out to lunch. Um, we went to Applebee's cause we're fancy like that. Oh yeah. Um, well, when you, when you live in a place that doesn't have an Applebee's right? within, within, you know, yep. 150 miles. Yep. My wife had a margarita Ooh. you know which is like that's an adult beverage <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and uh, i think i don't remember what we did i really don't remember what we did monday night i think we just hung out and uh we got some sun we sit, sat out on the dock and we did a lot of that sitting on the dock tuesday we got we got up late tuesday we went to because we were going to pick up my daughter right old town so we went to freeport Went to, uh, to all the shops in Freeport, and then uh, you know, does it does it strike anybody else ironic that the biggest retail town in Maine is called Freeport? <laughs> uh, no, I don't know what you mean. Well, okay, <laughs> just just an observation from the from the love seat. It's a free port. It's where you can port for free, but then spend all your money. 
Oh yeah, well that's that's typical of uh, sailors. Yes, you know, you know, they come to shore and they spend all their money and then go back. Exactly. Yeah, that's smart. Exactly. That's why I didn't join the navy. And then we went to, um, then we went to uh, Bangor before we went to Old Town. And Bangor. Instead of uh, doing it on the way home, I uh, I went to Bull Moose. Of course. And uh, a, and that's and, a must do. And I bought a couple of um, CDs that you know my wife knows about. She knows about these. Your your definition of the word a couple is loose. Uh, 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 what? What do you mean? <laughs> um, and went to went to BAM and all the magazines are like twenty dollars, so I didn't, oh, get, course, yeah. didn't get a magazine. It's a, it's a dying art form. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we went and got our, our daughter, and, and I mean, the rest of the week was I mean it was just kind of entertaining her, and it was it was fun. We sure. had a, we had a good uh, good anniversary trip. So oh, good, I'm glad. Uh, we had to do something different for our what was it nine twenty seven twenty five twenty five yeah oh, it was twenty five twenty five years gotcha. Um, we had to do something relatively big and different because normally our anniversaries are like so um oh you want to go out to eat. <laughs> Sounds like I was doing the podcast. Right. What do you want to do? You, know, you want to go out to eat? Yeah. Okay, yeah. You know, I last year I tried to get, you know. Well, wasn't last year the year you tried to, like, make dinner and put it out on? I, and I did. I was successful. Yeah. But I the the reaction that I got was not what I was anticipating. Yeah, it was lackluster, wasn't it? It, it was lackluster. It, yeah, yeah that's, that's a good word. Um, I, I got a, a, a screen tent and put it out right out by the porch here and, and, and put, like, uh, those... those uh, Oh, it was like tiki torches, wasn't it? Tiki torches and lights and stuff yeah. that went all around the tent, and and I got her a steak dinner and uh, steak. And it was and wine, and I was trying to romance my wife after twenty at that time twenty four years, right? And she came out and I surprised her, and she's like, "Thank you," and then sat down and ate, and that was it. Happy anniversary! There you go. Thank you. So. I haven't cracked that nut yet. <laughs> well, you'll get there. Haven't cracked that code after twenty five years. Well, you know, it took you know, it took it took you know, we're still trying to figure out the atom. You know. So I mean, you know. We did we did talk about um and not that I mean this is all, you know, personal stuff, but this was kind of funny. Um I said, I've been trying to romance you for twenty five years. Uh I guess we just don't have the same love language. What is your love language? She's like dishes, laundry. You know, ah. sweeping the floor. And I was like, you're kidding, right? Said, no, no, that turns me on. <laughs> wow. She didn't say that turns me on, but she said, that's what, that's, that's her that's love what, language. That's what you heard. That's what I heard. Gotcha. Yes. So, yeah. um, I'm going to start doing the dishes a lot more now and, uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, folding the laundry. I actually folded the laundry you today. Sh- you should do it without your shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody wants to see that. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Maw studs up. <laughs> Look at me rinse this plate. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so the anniversary. I'm trip gonna was wash good. some boxers. <laughs> the anniversary trip was a success, um, and then so we before we went on the the trip, we did we played our first gig, uh, local gig. We played in Mapleton with the Syndicate. Yeah. That was an experience. Yeah. It was like it was like that guy that tight roped walked between the twin towers back in the seventies. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Yeah, well let's qualify this for a second because we loved playing for Mapleton. Oh, it was a great gig. Uh, all it was the people fun. all the people are great yeah. in Mapleton. We and we really enjoy playing it was for, a good crowd. for anyone, it was right? Really good crowd. Um we are a nineteen piece band and it's hard to squeeze us in weird places yeah so we typically get two flatbed trucks and um put them side by side so that it's deep enough and long enough to fit the whole band yeah and we showed up um in mapleton and there was one flatbed yeah it was thinner but it was longer and it had a uh I don't know what you call those. Yeah, little, like a platform. A platform that yeah. was like a lip that, you know. And so we ended up having to put the horns all on one end. Yeah. And the rest of the band played on the rest of the flatbed, which made communication 
uh, and actually just hearing the horns throughout the entire show. I don't, difficult. I, yeah, I don't remember through the whole gig really being able to hear any horn whatsoever. Nope. nope. And I don't. And and people said it sounded great. Um, well, as long as everybody was happy out there. Yeah. That's that's the point. It was hard to play. It was very hard to play because yeah. you couldn't hear the horns, couldn't get those cues. You know, it was, yep. just, it was just really, it yep. was very difficult. We got through it though. And, of course we did. You know, so we didn't even have our lead singer. We didn't. That's oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, because we uh, we split up lead singing duties among three of us, four of us. Yeah, well, four of us. Well, you, me, Missy, Joel. Yep. Yep. Mark. Oh, five of us. Yeah, that's right. Us, yeah. Mark, Mark sang yeah. too. Mark sang. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and, and I think we did okay. I mean, we. Well, yeah, I, I think we carried it well. I mean, we didn't, you know, have that flair that Anthony puts on his songs, right. but you know, right. we did our best. Yeah, and I think I think it was a success. Um, and then we uh, again we played. So we're recording this on a Tuesday. We played for the Fourth of July, um, on a big soccer field. Great yeah, crowd. That was a good crowd. Great yep. crowd. We could hear the horns. We could hear the horns. It was uh, it was still a tight squeeze. It was a smaller. Yeah, but it wasn't as bad. No, it yeah. was a smaller stage, but it wasn't wasn't as bad. I, w- I was uh, I was afraid for the uh, saxophone section because their section of the stage was sinking into the ground. Yes, I saw that. Because uh, did you see, did yes. you see me after the gig I when I stepped on that yes, and it I did. sunk and I almost like fell off? Can I was you like, imagine if ah! that was still there when the when the horns were? Yeah, on Yeah, I'm glad they didn't uh, yeah. fall off because that would have been ugly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so another successful syndicate gig. We play again, uh, in a couple weeks, I think. Next Saturday. Yeah. Not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Yeah. Yep. yep. The 16th. So Potato uh, Blossom Festival. Yeah. So we're excited about that. I played, oh, I played in another band. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. You're, Sunday night, I got asked to pl- to fill in for a, an old, a country band called the Good Old Boys and Girls. Yeah. <clears throat> and... It went very well, Good. I think. I mean, we got we got rained on, so we there was a little part in there where. Well, that was, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Say, yeah. I was going to think it was Friday, but that was. That was Sunday night. Sunday, yeah. yeah. And Friday was the downpour night. But I got to sing like Dwight Yoakam and um, Garth Brooks and yeah. you know stuff I don't normally get to sing. Right. So that uh, was kind of that was kind of fun, and Good. I appreciate them asking me to to do that. Um, so uh, you know, and and now I'm teaching guitar. Uh, yeah, for July and August at KMH Music, one of our fine sponsors. Um, speaking of KMH, I picked up a couple of albums. They're in the car. Um, That's a good place for them. They're safe there. Yeah, I know. Because uh, you got a turntable in your car. <laughs> well, yes. Oh, God, of course, man. I just forgot to bring them in. Nice um, going. One of them is Jackson Brown's first record. Nice. And the other one is Free Fire and Water. Which oh. is Paul Rogers and Simon Kirk from Bad Company, wow. the band that they had before Bad Company. Um, Paul Kossoff was the guitar player. Uh, so you got Fire and Water. Um, oh, Mr. Big, the uh, the song Mr. Big, where Mr. Big got their name, right, is on this album. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm pr- I'm pretty pumped to uh, nice add that to my collection. I picked up uh, Chicago Transit Authority. Oh, the first one. The very first Chicago. Album. Oh, and we talked about Terry Kath, man. Terry Kath is a legend. He he was But he's not recognized. He's not. Legend. There's a documentary about him. Well, uh, there's a documentary about Chicago. No, there's a documentary about Terry Kath. There is? Yes. I have to watch and this it's documentary. Awesome. It's it's done by his daughter. What's it called? Um, I gotta look it up. I gotta find this. The Terry Kath Experience? Okay. I gotta I think, find this, man. Because Kat, so Terry Kath awesome. was a big Jimi Hendrix fan. Yes, he was. Um, and I but, think I think the documentary is called The Terry Kath Experience, and but, it's awesome. But Jimi Hendrix said that Terry Kath was better than he was. I agree. Yeah, he did say that. Yeah, yep. So. And Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top was Hendrix's favorite guitar player. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. Hendrix actually said Billy Gibbons was his favorite guitar player. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. Um, so I, I yeah you should watch that I, think, I believe it's yeah. called the Terry Kath Experience. I have to find it, man. and it's so I love that it's guy. done by his daughter, and he goes and she goes and she. There is a lot of Chicago in it, obviously. Well, I'm sure, yeah. She she goes to all the all the former members and all the current members, and because they're all willing to talk about Terry Kath, even oh, yeah. Peter Cetera is in this one. Really? Yeah, man. Yeah, I believe you so. couldn't get that guy to get on that that Chicago one. Yeah. I know. Just, they just use the archived stuff. Right. You know, so. Yeah. But they did. They interviewed uh, Peter Cetera as well. That's so. impressive. Because, I mean, it was Terry Kath's daughter, and they can't say no to Terry well, Kath's that's daughter. Well, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, that was good. And, uh, oh, so, yeah, we, you, so you got Chicago Transit Authority, which yes. is the first album. Uh, let's see. What else happened? Anything else happened? I will tell you this, uh, because I had my first day of guitar lessons today. Oh, yeah. How'd it go? It went, it went pretty well. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, after the first couple lessons, and most of them were beginner lessons. Sure. Um, the the jitters were out of the way, and I yeah. think it was. I think it's going to be okay. I got a couple that have signed up for lessons that already play guitar. So I like like one of them is is uh, the son of one of the people that I was playing with on Sunday. I said, "Why am I teaching you guitar?" You you know, and he's like, "Oh, I can always. There's always new stuff to learn." And in my back of my head, I'm like. I know I'm trying to learn it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll learn it together. <laughs> so, but I, he signed up for guitar lessons, so I got to figure out something a little more advanced to teach him. So sure. it's, it should be, it's a challenge. Um, but I, you know, all those stories that Chris Morton always tells about the clientele that frequent. Oh yeah. Well, I was a witness to it today. He's oh, yeah. not lying. Oh, I'm sure he's not. Um, and he's not exaggerating any of it it was eye opening and i was like i was like between lessons and i was just kind of walking around you know while he was dealing with some people yeah and i wanted to help i wanted to like save him somehow but i, I had no idea what to right. do yeah but he i mean obviously he's been dealing with it for for a long time keep in mind the the majority of the, the clientele that go into the kmh music are fantastic people oh yeah you know upstanding individuals and and uh but just that always that ten percent. There's that ten percent that wanders the town, uh wanders the streets of, 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 of where we live and and um I got home and my wife goes, How did the guitar lessons go? I said, Pretty well and I had my eyes wide open. She's like, What? I said, There's a drug problem in this town. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> It was it was really eye opening. But uh I feel for him, you know, some of the things that he has oh, to yeah. has to yeah. deal with. Yeah. Yeah, but he's good at it. Oh, well, of course he is. Yep. Yeah. yep, he's good at it. Otherwise, he wouldn't open a music shop. So, all right, all right. So let's. Uh, we got some of that uh, stuff out of the way. Let's talk about uh, some of the things that are going on in music news today. Okay. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about. Have you ever heard of Kate Bush? Yes. Okay. She released a song back in 1985. 84, 85, something yeah. like that. If it's the thing I'm thinking of, it was like mid 80s. Yeah. 80, 40. Well, this, and the reason I'm telling you this is because, well, I, I heard it over the weekend on the, or, or over our anniversary trip on the radio. And I was like, I've never heard this song so many times. Like, I don't know what, why is it, why am I hearing this song so many times? Well, apparently, it, w it only got to number 30 on the Billboard Top 100. Back in '86, I think, or '85, uh, but it it was used in Stranger Things, yeah, uh, which I have not seen. Um, my son wants me to let him see it, but which one? Eli, he's uh, fourteen. Yeah, he probably could watch it, but I just I don't know. Is, I've never seen it, so I don't I don't know anything about. Yeah, that. but it's it's his it's his a friend of his. A friend of his favorite show. So as a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, let's go back to that for a second. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because we, we've, we, we glossed over that. <laughs> so the syndicate, um, when we played the Mapleton gig, um, my, my, m not middle son, my fourth, number four, Finn, he likes to come to the shows with dad. Yeah. Because he genuinely likes to help. Yeah. He, he likes to set up the, the gear, and when we're all done, he likes to help tear it all down. Yeah. And I welcome that. You know, it's not everybody that has their own roadie. That's true. Right? So, uh, he came with me to Mapleton and helped me set everything up. Yep. And when the gig was over, Finn was nowhere to be found. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> and I know now. I know now now why he wanted to go to Mapleton. Well, he's twelve. Yeah, and there's a certain girl. Of course, it's always know. a girl. And uh, he ended up uh, just kind of ditching the band and hanging out with this girl. Yeah, he did. And we, when he came back, we told him he was fired. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Not that he gets paid anyway, but. Yeah. Um, and, but uh, you know what? It it, it cemented his uh, his status as a true roadie. Yes, because yes, because yeah. he, he ditched his duties. 
to hang out with women. Yes, it's true. So, now it's like it, the transformation is now complete. Right. You know. <laughs> right. He's no longer Anakin Skywalker. He's Darth Vader. And and uh, to put a, a cherry on the top of that, Saturday, um, uh, this girl's parents, this past Saturday, this girl's parents invited him out to their camp Ooh. in Portage. And so he spent the whole day out there, went water skiing and tubing and stuff like that. Had a great time. Well, good. Yeah. So it was good. Anyway, back to Kate Bush. So, Stranger Things. I've not seen it. Um, Neither have I. I've heard some odd things about it. Yeah, uh, it's a different show. It's a different kind of show. It's like X-Files with kids. Right. Yeah. Um, he, he's been ask, asking me to let him watch it. I probably will at some point. Uh, his, his mother doesn't want him to, but he's 14, you know, so I don't know. There's a, there's a line there that I have to, you know, yeah. kind of cross at some point. But anyway, this song... Uh, actually, let me see if I can. You'll know it when you hear it. When it hits the chorus. running up that hill right and so and i've heard i've seen that on like tiktok videos and instagram and it's, it's being used all over the place right and uh, most notably on the fourth season of stranger things well it hit number 30 in 1985 um it's now it's third week at number one on the uk singles chart so wow. that's why i was hearing it right that that whole week that i was away and it has so far generated uh, 2.3 million dollars in streaming royalties. Wow! Uh, in three weeks, it's pretty impressive. And or, or I shouldn't say in three weeks. Uh, well, maybe, maybe like a month, probably. And Kate Bush owns all her, all her copyrights. Well, that's good. So she's getting like 80 percent of making that. Making bank, yeah. Dude. She's making bank on that one song from Voice. from 1985. And that's not the first time we've seen something like that happen. Oh no! I mean, that's that's the glee uh, factor. Right. Remember, remember when Glee was on and they brought back, you know, like, don't stop believing my journey. Remember how huge that guy? Yes. Just uh, because it was, it was on, on the Glee. Sopranos and yeah. the and the Sopranos. Yeah, no, yeah, because it ended the Sopranos. The whole. Oh, did it? Yeah, the whole yeah. series. But it was on Glee too. Yeah. Um, but well, I think for for you know older songs like that, shows like Glee were like yeah. old because if they were on those songs, you knew it was going to get popular. And 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 I don't know what to think about that because. I love that those songs are still popular. Yeah. I, I love because, um, but it's but it's it's a short lived thing. Usually, I mean, all my kids they yeah. know all those songs. You know, like they'll come to me and they'll start like who who was singing. One of my boys was singing something the other day. Oh, <laughs> this was funny. We were my my in laws had um, their fifty second wedding anniversary. Wow, on July fourth. That's impressive. Yeah, so we we had a barbecue. And the boys were, the, one of the very few times my 14-year-old and my 12-year-old were getting along, they were uh, riding a four-wheeler together. Yeah. And they were just riding around, like, my in-law's house, just riding around, right? But every time they would pass us, they'd be singing a song. So, and both of them singing the same song. So they pass us, and you hear... You are so beautiful to me. Joe Cocker? Can't you see? Where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where they're hearing all this stuff. And I always, I dog on the, the genera this generation because it's such a singles-driven generation. You know, we, oh, yeah, we're yeah. talking about how we love yeah. albums and liner notes and how albums should be heard, yeah. you know, from the beginning to the end. Blah, they blah, they blah. don't know about that. They don't know about that. Yeah. But they know a lot more music. Because 
they listen to their their music, which is newer. You yeah. Know, but they also listen to just songs that they like. Yeah. Which happen to be Beatles songs, which happen to be Journey songs. Yeah. You know, if they're exposed to it, that's the music. That's their music. Right. So I can't really fault them. You know, for they're not they're not married to a genre. They're just, right. They're just married to whatever trips their their fancy. Right. At the moment, and that's I mean? a that's a a kind of a a good place to be. I think. It is in a way. I mean, you you get exposed a lot more, but you're not you're not married to anything, and you, therefore you're you're you know you you have you know musical ADHD. Right. You yeah, know, that's true. Just, oh, yeah. this is a good song. Oh, that's a good song. Do oh, that's a good song. Do you know? So yeah. Um. So uh, I just thought it was kind of interesting how music works like that. You know, if you if you one of your songs comes back and is viral, if you will. Well, look at uh, what Wayne's World did for Bohemian Rhapsody. Absolutely. I mean, that made that song massive. Well, you know, that song wasn't well received when it first came out. No, because it was, it was six minutes long. Right. You know, yep. it's, not, it's not like you could play it on the radio. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, so when, you know, they did it in Wayne's World, I mean, it just made that song just explode, and it's still yep. popular. And Queen... Mm-hmm is as popular today because of that song. Yeah. And because of Wayne's World. Yeah, I exactly. I, I put money on that. You oh, know, I, because oh, th- that carried them through. And the fact the, that Mike Myers was in the Queen, that yeah. Queen. Oh, yeah, that, full that, circle. That, that was yeah. so funny. Yeah. Um, it's not like anybody's going to be headbanging to this song. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just died laughing, man. It was so good. Um, so you mentioned Journey uh, and their hit Don't Stop Believing," which... which um, Ended the Sopranos, the the uh, whole series, and it was kind of a weird ending, and pe- a lot of people yeah. were upset. But yeah. the song, I mean, like you said, went, went back to like number one on the charts oh, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Um, their new album, Freedom, comes out this Friday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, and we've we've played um, a, a few songs from it, and have criticized it, and I think. We do that all the time. We're, what are the what are those guys? Those guys called on the Muppets? Statler and Waldorf. Statler and Waldorf. Yeah, yeah. I always feel like those guys when I when I trash something. I'm but not. You know what? They're my favorite part of the Muppets. I know, show. right? <laughs> Anytime they're on, man, it's hilarious. <laughs> right. So I always feel like them when we talk about something that we where we don't like, and it's not that I don't like the new stuff that we've heard from Journey, um, but it just sounds discombobulated. Well, it sounds forced. Yeah, it, it sounds like it's like we got to write a new song. We got we're making an album. We got to write a song. So let's put just any old crap on the song. You know? Yeah, that's what it just felt like. And the fact that the album is called Freedom, uh, and you're free to make crap. Well, the new single. I have the new single ready to go. Okay. Um, or actually, I'm not, I'm not going to listen to the whole thing, obviously. But um, this seems like pandering. Okay. Um, but I could it probably be, is, but I could be wrong. Um, the song is called United We Stand. Okay. Um,
can see the look on your face. I definitely don't like those background vocals. I know. They suck. I don't butt, like the man. mix. It's terrible. I really it don't sounds like, like it's so, It sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher. And it, it really bothers me because I, they're one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Um and apparently Freedom was you know remember raised on radio like yeah. in 1986 yeah. their manager who recently passed Herbie Herbert um, wanted to call that album Freedom and Steve Perry was like I'm not having that oh. so they ended up calling it Raised on Radio got it um, but this is United We Stand is about because they had a whole lawsuit thing with the with the rhythm section Ross Valerie and Steve Smith yeah remember they fired them yeah yeah and then yeah. because they thought that they were trying to to get more of a stake in the band and blah, right. blah, blah, and there's all these lawsuits and yeah. accountants and managers and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, I was ugly there for a while. So this has nothing to do with, like, the uni- 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 unity of the country or anything. No, this sounds like it's more personal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to me, this song is very forgettable. There's no melody. I actually, I actually like it better than the ones that we listened to before. Oh, I agree with that. But... Except for one, there's one. There's one. But the but the, it's just those background vocals because I can't understand. If I didn't know what was going on, I wouldn't be able to understand what they're saying. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? If yeah. I was just if I wasn't listening on headphones, I wouldn't have any clue. I, it sounds just like there's an organ or a synthesizer going. Yeah, and that's not that's not typical Journey. No, I mean, I mean they always had really great backing vocals. Yeah. I mean, just you know, big bombastic bah, you know. Yeah. But this is not this is not that. But I mean, it's not it's not the journey we grew up on. And and this Neil Sean usually has a lot more melodic solos. Yeah. I I hate to be like that, but and I you know the funny thing is is I'll probably still get it. I'm sure you will. <laughs> I, you know, huh? I don't know. Um, but. But I still like the lead singer because he. Oh, Arnell Pineda is awesome. Yeah, he's yeah. he's so great, man. Yeah, I agree. And he's, he's just got, got he's just got a really great vocal quality that is reminiscent of uh, Steve Perry. Yeah, you know, so it, you know, so at least the vocal is there that you can be like. Oh, and I yeah. just I just have so much respect for that guy anyway. Because I know, right? To step into came, those shoes just came out of nowhere. I mean, they found him on YouTube. Yeah, you know, doing you know doing cover songs, and now he's like. He's in the band. It's like, I mean, that's the yeah. kid from the Philippines is now the lead singer of one of the biggest bands in the world. Right. And he's he's even said that if Steve Perry ever wanted to come back, he will back out. Well, I'm sure he would. He's, he's, because he's, he just seems like that kind of guy. Yeah. He's you know a huge I mean? Steve Perry fan and a huge Journey fan. Yeah. And I mean, he's kind of uh, living his dream right now. Oh, of I, I just, I, I got a lot of respect for, for Arnell Pineda. Oh, I do. I, absolutely. I can uh, never think of the guy's name, but. Arnell. Arnell. Arnell yes. Pineda. Yeah. Um, so, and then on to this, these are, I just, I had all these sound clips I wanted to play. So, um, this was a song that Kiss hated, um, when they first, when they released it, or at least Gene Simmons did. Um, they did not like the song. Can you think of what it is? Any one of them? (laughs) No, I think Kiss likes a lot of their songs. I'm sure they do. Um, I don't know. Kiss, Kiss is the, to me, is they're like ACDC. Yeah. You know, you're, you're going to get what you get. Right. You know what you're going to get when you listen to a Kiss song. Yeah. You know what you're going to get when you listen to an ACDC song. Well, I, I think to a certain extent, you're right. Uh, ACDC is more uh, is more like that, I think. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, and, and I love... Well, no, I like ACDC. I never loved ACDC. No, I never did, but I like I like them a lot. Yeah, me too. You know? uh, but you put because on because when you put on an ACDC record, you know somebody's gonna be like, yeah, to a fault. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Kiss at least tried to do other things. Well, they did, they did like Beth, and they yeah, did, you know, they did like they used hard outs- luck woman, you know, and stuff outside like that. writers yeah. for for things. Yeah. And I mean, they tried to stay with the times, and this is one of those times that they tried to stay with the times um it was gene simmons actually gene simmons said he hates playing the song to this day um uh, stadiums full of people jump up and down like biblical locusts they go nuts with tattoos and grills on they're all jumping up and down and i'm going do 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 kill me now (laughs) that's a quote that's a quote from gene simmons this is from a from an article on classicrock.com or ultimateclassicrock.com um but someone has redone it so the song was a disco song. Was it? 
I was made for loving you. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I was made for loving you. No, I think I did know that they that they hated that song. Yeah, at least Gene Simmons. Early Gene Simmons, yeah. So the electronic, uh, let's see, a collaboration, let's see. Let me, let me read this. The success of the new version of I Was Made for Love and You follows a recent trend of classic tracks getting reworked for modern dance audiences. Last year, Cold Heart, a collaboration of Elton John, pop star Dua Lipa, and Australian electronic trio Now, or Panow, became a huge hit. The tune mashed up John's previous song, Rocket Man, Sacrifice, Where's the Shirah, and Kiss the Bride. So this is the new reworking of I Was Made For Loving You. I gotta say, already. Okay. This is what this song was meant for. I'm honestly gonna I'm gonna say this right now. I actually like this better. <laughs> it actually features Niall Rogers on guitar. Who? Niall Rogers from Chic. Oh, okay. And the House Gospel Choir. really not much to it though is there not the, really but chorus. i honestly like it better than kiss well i think i think i think this is what it was supposed to be right. like you said yeah i think gene simmons had a point that they were a rock band and they were trying to fit in to the trend oh, sure, that yeah. is disco and I, I get his point. I like the song because the melody is great. Yeah, the melody is really good. And it always like, has yeah. always has been. It's very catchy. You can't help but sing along. Yeah. And but this this version seems like it works better. It does. I actually like this version way better in kisses. But you notice there's no verse. No. It's just a chorus. But it's okay. Yeah. I mean I really don't I really don't mind it. Yeah. It's like it's like that album that Chicago did after Terry Kath died. Um, with Street Fighting Man and all that stuff yeah. on it. That was a very disco album. Yeah. You know, but yep. that's what was going on at the time. And, yep. you know, they just lost Terry Cass. So, I mean, you lost that. Uh, that edge. That ed- Yeah, that rock and roll edge that Terry Terry brought to the band. So, I mean, that's what, that's what I'm not, you know, when uh, Gene Simmons, you know, like, you know, this is a disco song. I'm like, yeah, I get it, man. But, you know, Kiss has been around since the late 60s. Right. So, I mean, you know, yeah, I, I, I understand that they're going to, you know, they're not going to buck the trend. They're going to kind of, they're going to kind of, you know, you know, dip their toe in the water at some yep. point. So, uh, I just looked it up. It is. It's Chicago colon the Terry Kath Experience. Okay, that's the name of the documentary. I'm going to watch that. So, uh, yeah, and you uh, will not regret it. That guy was. He was amazing. Dude. He was amazing. And uh, if, if you don't know the story, um, Terry Kath. Uh, the guitar player for Chicago who we're talking about, he was, I think he was, was he goofing around? Actually, it's, they mention it in the in the documentary, obviously. He was either goofing around or... When he, when he died? Cleaning his gun. No, uh, he was drunk, drunk and or high, cleaning one of his, because he was a gun enthusiast. Yep. Cleaning one of his guns, he didn't, he, but he didn't, you know, one of the cardinal rules of, you know, gun safety is make sure the chamber is empty. Right. And I think I think he had taken the magazine out. Yeah, but he didn't. Enter, but there was. But he but he didn't check the chamber. Right. Sometimes you can take a magazine out, and there's a round chambered in the in the, you know, in the, you know, one in the pipe. Yeah. And if you don't realize it. Right. Yeah. And I think it, uh, as a joke, know, didn't pro- he? I don't I don't know the whole story of what yeah, happened it, it, exactly, but uh, you know it went off and he died. Yeah. So I mean, it was completely accidental. But again, it's tragic. He, he was drunk and or high at the time. Yep, shouldn't be cleaning guns or you know being anywhere guns. You know, speaking yep. as a former marine, You're right? Exactly. You can't. You know, you know, guns are the bread and butter. You know, if you're drunk and or high, 
mean, right. it's not a good combination. Dude. Right. So, yeah. but it was tragic. So, so and, and, and the other cool thing about that uh, documentary is he, he had this uh, amazing Telecaster uh, that was lost for a long time. And his daughter found it. Oh, really? So it's pretty cool. You, you, you go watch that. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. All right. So um, that's all I have. Do we have anything else? Because we're going to. Oh, we got to do the. Um, we got to do the alphabet, dude. Got to do the alphabet. How we're like this? over halfway through. Where is? Where's yours? I don't know. Where is it? Did you lose it? Maybe. Oh. Oh no. Oh no. Look what I found. You found. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It was over here. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure I'm, I'm kind of freaking out there for a second. Oh, uh, dude, you got to play the music, man. It, oh, yeah. Sorry. You got to hit the music. Yeah. There we go. It's not complete until we have the music. What are we going to do when we're done with this book? I don't know. We'll find another one? I guess so. I don't they, know. they do have others. One. They have a Beatles one, and they have, uh, you know, uh, R, I think R&B Legends. One. Like an alphabet book? Yeah. Oh, cool. Blues Legends, I think. I Ooh, I like that one. Yeah, I, I'll get those. Uh, okay. So, what the books we're talking about... Um, I have the Guitar Legends Alphabet. Doug has the Drum Legends Alphabet. Yes. Both of them by Beck Feiner. Yes. Um, and the letter of the day is M. M. And this happens to be my favorite letter in this book. Can you guess who it is? What's that? This happens to be my favorite letter in this book. M is? Yes. My favorite letter in this book is M. Why? Uh... I'm giving you a hint. Because guitar doesn't have M. <laughs> Who's my favorite guitar player? Oh, yeah. It's a, I, 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 you got I, it. You I, got I, it. You uh, got it. I know it's on the tip of your tongue. Good Lord. <laughs> dire Straits. Yes, Mark Knopfler. Mark Knopfler. <laughs> Freaking name. Why can't I get that guy's name? Uh, it's not an easy one to remember. Uh, well, and, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the Bible. Well, that's true. <laughs> Mark. It's one syllable. How hard is that to be <laughs> My uh, name is Mark. Is it Steve? No, Mark. My name is Mark. Why are you so stupid, Doug? <laughs> See your name? One syllable. Mark, one syllable. We got simpatico, brother. God, I'm an idiot. Okay. M is for Mark Knopfler. <laughs> As frontman for UK Megastars Dire Straits, Mark... Fruder Knopfler, there's one I didn't know. How's it? Yeah. Uh, finger picked his way to selling over 30 million copies of the 1985 album Brothers in Arms. Just that album, 30 million copies. That's awesome. Using, I love that album. Using his 61 Fender Stratocaster, he wowed audiences with a tasty blend of rhythm and lead on classic tracks like 1978's Sultans of Swing. Yeah, that's a great And of song. course, in the 80s, he went uh, all Gibson Les Paul and did the whole. Money for nothing. Yeah. Which, uh, which the fact that he doesn't use a pick always amazes me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just, just. Well, he so comes cool. from a folk music background. He used to play folk clubs and pubs and stuff like that. And and a lot of that folk music is like a Travis yeah, picking, yeah. Right. you know. Yeah. And so he was just used to used to playing that. And that's kind of the way I feel most comfortable playing as well. And I don't know if it was modeled after him or James Taylor because I also yeah, big, big about fan say of, you're a big fan of both. So, yeah. So yeah. and I so I play a lot with my fingers. Yeah. I, I have a harder time with a pick, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, no, I get that. But uh, pick is good for you know if you're doing you know power chords and yeah, yeah. And such and things. But if you want to do something intricate, yeah, can't really do it with a pick. Right. As well. Exactly. So. And Mark Knopfler is my favorite guitar player. Yes. For many many reasons. I think Mark. <laughs> I'm gonna remember that someday. Mark. <laughs> All right. I always want to say Clapton for some reason, but I know that's not right. Well, because because the minute you say that, I always think Clapton. And then I go, no, it's not Clapton. Yeah, it's Mark. <laughs> <laughs> How about the uh, drum legend alphabet letter M? Oh yeah, forgot. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, M is for Keith Moon. Mooney. Mooney. Uh, the Who's chaotic Keith Boone was the original rock star. I don't know about original, but he was pretty close. His hyper style using heavy double kick pedals and rolling tom fills was equal parts heavy rock and jazz. He inspired so many great drummers who came after him, including Animal from the Muppets. Huh. And there's a nice picture of uh, Keith and, there it is. and, and, and Animal. And animal. So... so um Sultans of Swing. Just got to throw it in there a little bit. So we can put, would you put Mark Knopfler and Keith Moon together? 
Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. I mean... Did I get it in the right spot? Hold on. Nope. Nope. I was looking for the... Oh, I gotta Talk get... about the drummer, yeah. Hold on. I want to find the, the outgoing guitar solo. There we go. All finger picked. Here we go. Oh. Sorry, that was my bad. I was like, what happened? Listen to Mark Knopfler all night. Of course, you got this. Oh, yeah. Let me just get to... Let's get to the best part of this. Yeah, I can see Keith Moon playing this right here. Absolutely. There's an interesting story behind this little piece as well. That sound, that guitar sound was an accident. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and I wish I could... I Because I don't want to talk out of school. I, I, I have to... There's like a video on YouTube, I think, that told how they got the guitar sound, and it was it was like the mic was pointed in the wrong place, like in the wrong direction. Yeah. And, or something like that, and he just started playing. I was like, oh my word, let's record that. You know, it was... He kind of invented the sound by yeah. accident. Well, there we go. So. Well, I mean, all the all those great things were found oh, yeah. by accident. Oh, like yeah. the, when the Beatles discovered feedback. Exactly. You know, well, I feel fine. Yeah, I feel fine. I feel fine. They, yeah. they, you know, uh, John or George leaned the you know guitar up against the amp, and it started you know, the E string started feeding back. Right. Uh, I'll show you exactly what what we're talking about. Yeah. Here. Because you know we have that luxury now where I have it all. Oh yeah, it's all right. All wired fingertips. in. I just have to kind of dial it up here, and it is, actually, do I have that one in here? How do you not have that one in here? That's a good question. Dude. What album's- Mark! (laughs) What album's it on? I Feel Fine? Yeah. It's on, uh, oh God, I can't even remember Mark, so you want me to remember a Beatles album? I mean, I've got a. It's one. Of, it's one. Of, it's it's before Rubber Soul. I you know I have it on the one album. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's on that one. Yeah, I have I have that. Yeah. So this is yeah. this is the first feedback. Yeah, and Jimi Hendrix was born. It's <laughs> <laughs> so true. It's so true. See, that's the thing. Mark Knopfler, the Beatles, I could listen to them all day long. How can you not, man? And the fact that John Lennon, you know, used to trash his old old Beatles songs and stuff like that. So that was, it wasn't, they weren't any good and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but I think that was just his way of coping. I know. You know what I mean? I yeah. think he actually enjoyed. How can you not? Yeah. I mean, that. I mean, I, I mean, at a point, I think it was just, it was, they were so oversaturated. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how many, you know, how did they, at one point they had seven songs in the Billboard Top 10? Yeah. 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 How do you, I, I mean, I get it. And Beatlemania, I mean, they're playing the same songs over and over and over again, and they can't even hear. This, um, you know, podcast is the poster child for ADD because we just talked about like six different things in the past five minutes. That's why we're good. <laughs> It's like, wait, who, who wait, doesn't want to sponsor hold this? Hold on a second. You were talking about Terry Kath, and then you were talking about uh, Mark Knopfler. Mark. Mark. <laughs> and you went to the Beatles? What? Make up your mind. Who are you talking Don't about? Don't forget, we talked about Keith Moon in there. So, you know. We did. We, we did. Um, Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> I mean, we covered it all, baby. Because. This, if you want a musical commentary podcast, we just commentated on all the music. <laughs> And, you were just playing Kiss. And in a second, 
We're gonna climb the wall of tunes. Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna pick an artist, and we'll probably end up talking about all of the other artists related to that artist. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we do, man. <laughs> that's why we pay us the big bucks here, right? And as soon as we get paid, it'll be amazing. <laughs> just waiting on that big sponsorship. That's all we're waiting. Just you know that you know we're gonna get picked up by Walmart or something. And be like, hey, you guys, you guys are like the Walmart of podcast. We'll be like, why? Because it's a bunch of crap for cheap. <laughs> Climbing the wall of tunes next. Welcome to the O'Brien and Doug podcast. Get your crap and get out. <laughs> the O'Brien and Doug podcast is brought to you by. Mosier Multimedia, a freelance digital design company specializing in all forms of graphic design, from business cards, logo design, brochures, annual reports, backdrops, and everything in between. They also offer audio production, including voiceovers for commercials or narrated corporate videos, and even custom background music. They also offer custom t-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, and more, including the latest merchandise from Paul Sear Photography. Visit the online store. It's all about getting it done right the first time. MosherMultimedia.com KMH Music, Main Street in Presque Isle, Maine. Specializing in new and used musical equipment and repair. Guitars, basses, keyboards, violins, mandolins, flutes, saxophones, trombones, you name it, they've got it or can get it. They service and sell all school band instruments and also offer guitar lessons, piano lessons and more. KMH Music is now the place for your favorite used vinyl records. Add to your collection today. Visit them on Main Street in Presque Isle, Maine or on Facebook.com slash King Morton's Hall. KMH Music. The O'Brien and Doug podcast is also brought to you by The Ridge Runner. Visit Reflections from The Ridge Runner on Facebook and by Doug's cousin, Larry. And we're back. It's time to climb the wall of tunes once again. Uh, Seems like so long ago. I know. It's it like two weeks crazy. and stuff. It's so <laughs> weird. Such an old shtick. Um, it's our bread and butter. This is the reason everybody tunes in. They, just, right. they fast forward through the rest of it. They're just waiting for the wall. Okay. What are they going to talk about this week? I'm looking at the wall of tunes. I'm going to stand up. Actually, okay. Well, I'm going to go over uh, here. Gonna, I'm going to look, look over here. Look that way. Uh, I'm going to stand up. Whatever. I'm going to close my eyes this time. Really, I am. Okay. Yeah, I believe you. <laughs> sure. Why not? Mark! <laughs> All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. You guys see any magic words? Oh, yes. Uh, uh, let the guessing begin. Thank you very much. Ah, is it a solo or is it a Han Solo? Solo artist. Han Solo? No. Okay. Good question, though. Well, you know, I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, is it a man or a woman? Woman. woman. Oh, a woman. Yeah. All right. Is it Pat Benatar? No. Okay. Well, that would give it a shot. Uh, what genre? Um, I'm going to say pop. Pop. But it's a jewel. There's another genre. I'm not going to say because that will completely give it away. So, started in one genre. Actually, well, it's just a weird, complicated thing. Is it Bonnie Raitt? No. Mm. It's a complicated thing, and I'll explain it once you once you guess it. But it Sarah McLaughlin. She ended up being a pop star. She ended up being a pop star. Is it Shania Twain? No. No. Whoa. Sorry. Somebody, somebody got a message. Not sure what that was. Mm, message of some sort. Mm-hmm. Mm, let's see. Okay, so what pie, her height of popularity? Um, I'm gonna say her height of popularity was probably the late '80s, early '90s. Okay. Or maybe maybe late '80s to mid '90s. Okay. Um. Linda Ronstadt. Nope. Emmy Lou Harris. Nope. Oh, I'm just naming random female singers. She played an instrument. Um, she's not known for it, but she plays guitar. Okay. Cheryl Crow. Nope. Mm. Mm. <sighs> Did she make a sex tape with Tommy Lee? 
No. Okay. Good for her. <laughs> when you find out who this is, that question is going to be really funny. Was it Amy Grant? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you knew that. <laughs> as soon as you said that, yeah, there it is. <laughs> so... <laughs> I have. If she made a sex tape with uh, Tommy Lee, I would be very disappointed <laughs> but, in her. But it's so funny that you knew exactly what I was talking about when it was like the polar opposite of yeah. that, right? About to say that's squeaky clean image. Um, I I did watch that uh, documentary Jesus Music. Did you? Because yes. I was I'm, I was going to. Yeah, it's really really good. Is it? Yeah. And Michael Sweet is in it, right? He is, but he's only in it for like five minutes or five or ten minutes. He's not in it very long. Okay. But they do they do give everybody gives Striper great props for being you know Christian metal, right? Especially in that time. Yep. You know, and then uh, they move on to like you know newer yep. stuff, and the newer stuff is. Kind of milk toast. It is milk toast, and you know, every once in a while, and and I do like some of that stuff. Some of the the, well, some the, of the good, new yeah. the new Christian yeah. Christian music that's you know on most Christian radio, but and but my, they talk extensively to Amy Grant throughout the whole thing, really, which is really cool. So um, my my big complaint with current Christian music is it all sounds the same. Well, that's I think that's just music in general. Well, that's true. You know, but I mean, I can't tell one one popular Christian song from another usually because they well, they're, they're all basically written by the same conglomerate. They're built the same way, Hill, right? That hill song, hill song, yeah, yeah. And they're they're sort of a cultish, yeah, you know, uh, thing anyway. But yeah, that's a whole other story, right? So, well, this is, uh, and I've always been a big fan of of Amy Grant. Yes, you have. She she did, and I think you would agree. She was in Christian music. Yes. But that's almost pop music. It's just its own separate thing because well, she was able to cross over very easily. Well, she crossed over to mainstream. Yeah. She didn't cross over to pop music because no. she was making pop music, but it's it Well, she was making Christian pop music. Well, here's that's the thing. Yeah. It's Christian music has its own uh it's its own universe. Yeah. Like you could be making pop music. But it's Christian. You could be making metal music like Striper. Yeah. But it's Christian. It's Christian Although Striper yeah. was never on Christian radio, they were on rock radio. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. Um, but um, she was making pop music, but it was on the Christian charts, and then she crossed over to the mainstream pop charts. Right. With that. Uh, well, hold on. I got it right. Uh, uh, this one. Right here. Oh yeah, I was gonna say it's this one. Right. Yeah. Baby, baby. Yep. Which was recently remade. Uh, she had a hand in, in the remake. Oh, really? Yep. Um, she had a big hit with this. She had a hit with Every Heartbeat. Yep. Um, I mean, this is this is like the epitome of pop. Right. Yeah, you know, these two songs. Yep. And then, That's What Love Is For. She had a lot of hits. Oh, yeah, I remember this one. Um, but my favorite Amy Grant song of all time is El Shaddai. Oh. Uh, that, to me, I mean, her voice is just, you know, and I don't mean to be... I don't mean this as hyperbole, but her voice is so angelic in that song. Yeah. I just love it. Well, you know, I don't have El Shaddai on here. You would think that it would be on her greatest hits. I have some... I have some... Uh, well, it's sad that El Shaddai is not, because it's probably one of her greatest songs ever. Yeah, that's strange. Uh, one, two, that saddens me, in a way. Um, and then there's this one. Yep. Good for me. Yep. And then I will remember you, which was uh, no, it's not the ceremony. I don't know. I don't know why, but every time I hear this, this music, all I can think is like neon colors. I know it's true. You know, like, <laughs> it's just true. Like, you know, big hair, neon colors. Do you remember yeah. this song? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then she had in the mid '90s, she had this one, which is lucky, yep. lucky one. Yep. And there's some controversy about this one. You'll, you'll see why here in a second. This was a duet. Does she drop like an F-bomb or something? No, nope, no. Nope. It's called House of Love. Just listen for a second. Brent Michael's house? Oh yeah, I remember the song. Do you know who it is? It's not coming to me. 
is the first duet with Amy Grant and Vince Gill. Oh. Vince Gill was still this married. Is, this is where they fell in love. This was Vince Gill was still married at the time, and they're singing a song called House of Love. Yeah. And Vince uh, Gill came out with a song of his own called um, Whenever You Come Around. You know, and it was almost like... Whenever you come around to my house of love. <laughs> it was just meant to be. Right. You know? Um, but... Anyway. Well, I think she talks about that in that Jesus music. She probably right? does. I yeah, think she talked about the controversy. There was controversy. To, and, I mean, she got a divorce, and yep. Vince Gill got a divorce, and you know, yep. it was just you know. But they and they both of them they swear that they were not together. Oh, I'm sure. And I believe. I it. think. I think. I think they just both marriages ended on different terms. Right. You know, you know not because of them to being together but i mean they just ended and then they just ended up together it was like hey you yeah. remember remember that house of song of love we you know the you know how we did let's let's make our own house of love okay now i'm going to take it a different place all right because i have always said that um i was always looking for my amy grant you remember that right like when i was looking yeah. for um a, a wife or a woman that, yeah. that you know i was always looking for my amy grant someone who's wholesome but Amy Grant is sexy as hell. She is. I'm she, sorry. She's hot, man. Yeah. She's still Even hot. now. Yes. She's, she's still, still hot. hot. Yeah. Uh, she's beautiful, and she's got that sexy, raspy voice, yeah. and just the way she sings. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, I was always looking for someone who was like that, but kind of wholesome, and and I think I found it. I think I would agree with that. She, yeah, yeah. You see, you say, my wife is sexy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> Like to play this for <laughs> that's awesome i mean in a in a in a you know platonic yeah yeah i mean just you know your, your wife's hot man what are you gonna say i mean come on you know i say it all the time see there you go Yo, so, I, I was talking I, to mean, I mean i mean i'm not you know it's, it's not a uh you know it's not a uh i was a diss or anything, you know no no no, no, no. It's, I, I mean it completely complimentary of course you know, you know so, and she yeah. would take it that way but no i was i was talking to a certain trumpet player in uh, the star city syndicate um uh, he he was saying so yeah how many kids do you have again i said i have five kids and he says yeah it's a big family blah blah, blah. and i said yeah my wife is just a damn look good looking <laughs> what else you gonna do what man? else you gonna do right <laughs> he I, 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 if it's who i'm thinking of he gets it oh yeah you know oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I, you know, I probably will never play this podcast for my wife, but probably you know, yeah, whatever. It's probably better that way. Well, you know, this is what it is. <laughs> anyway, Amy Grant. You never know where this podcast is going to go. This is true. Uh, the greatest hits, nineteen eighty six to two thousand four. Well, that's why it's El Shaddai's not on there because it's before eighty six. It's before eighty six. Okay, because the I think the, one of the earliest ones on here is the water. Um, uh, you know, and you know what's on here, but you ever. Do you put your songs in, t in iTunes? You probably don't anymore. Yeah, I do. You do? Yeah. Do you do it by CD? Like, if you get a CD, do you put it in your iTunes? Yeah. Does it ever leave off tracks? Yeah. Okay, because I'm looking, I'm looking at this, and I, I'm looking in my iTunes, and of course, there's track one, The Water. Track two, Come Be With Me, which is a duet with Keb Mo, which yeah. is really cool. There's no track three, which is The Next Time I Fall by her and Peter Cetera, which is a oh, great yeah. song. It is a great song, yeah. But it's not on here. And then check four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. And there's there's actually nineteen songs on here. So it left off two songs. Well, I'll tell you, iTunes does weird things with your music at, at times. Yeah. If if you're connected to Wi-Fi or the internet, yeah, and you're listening to iTunes, like I have all the Zeppelin albums. Right. I loaded, I have all the Zeppelin studio albums. Right. And I loaded them all on my iPod. When, if I'm listening to them, like say I want to listen to, you know, Zeppelin 3. Yep. It'll start playing, it'll play the songs, but sometimes it'll throw in other people's versions of that song or live version. And it's like, that's like versions that you don't have th that I'm not supposed to have. It'll just throw them in. It's weird. But if, it, if it's not connected to the Wi Fi, it just plays them. Wow. It's really odd, man. Yeah, well, I, and I've noticed that before, that, like, I'll go to play something, a, a certain song from an artist, that I have the CD, because that's usually how I load them in. Yeah. If I download them from uh, from Amazon, and I load them into my iTunes, that's one way. Uh, actually, sometimes when I download them from Amazon, 
like I'll click on like I'll, I'll buy an album that's like ten songs. Yeah. Right. And you have to you download you you click on the check mark on all ten songs. Right. And then you hit download, and then I'll get the it's a zip file. Right. Right. Open up the zip file and there's like like three songs missing. Then I go back to Amazon. And those three songs, the check mark is gone. Right. Even though when I click download, all of them were check marked. I think sometimes if it doesn't download right away, it just skips it, and goes to the next. That's one. weird, man. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Eh, it's just, it's just, you know, it's modern yeah. downloading, you know, whatever. You know, it's not crazy. Like, eh, it's silly, crazy, crazy. Mark. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be the title of the episode. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> gotta be all capital letters. Gotta have like seven exclamation points. Mark, Mark. <laughs> like, hey, this is a weird episode name. This season six, episode did see, nine. Did you see the last episode? It got like, we got a download from Ireland. I did not see from, that from Dublin. No, I didn't yeah, see that. We did. Yeah, that did you cool. know that last week we got about twenty one downloads? Well, somebody in Dublin listened to us. Nice. Must have been that one. Must be yeah, one of them. Yeah, and our usual from germany like i don't know who it is but i'm always grateful yeah and uh there was a couple of there was one from guyana really yeah i was like south america this we've is aw- never that's awesome download from south america that's awesome so you know we're, we're spreading out we're getting global pretty soon we'll be, we'll be playing antarctica there's people there is there now yeah, yeah. they're in a lab or something. <laughs> no, they have they have this like community, man. They just they they're all scientist type people. Right. I mean, they have their own like, you know, because they they could they they have to live there. You have to stay there because there's certain times of the year you can't get off the you can't get off the continent because the weather is so bad. Right. You know, you just get resupplied, and you. Cause I think it's during the winter. You have to basically stay there because it's dark yeah. the whole time. Yeah. You know what I mean. And of course, the winter down there is the summer up here. Right. So, you know, it's yeah. just, it's a crazy continent. And this uh, science explanation is brought to you by. Hey, this is the AD, you know, ADHD of podcasts, man. We don't know what we're going to talk about. The basement of the science yeah, building. The basement of the science building. We'll talk about anything. <laughs> All right. That's season six, episode nine. Mark. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm O'Brien. I'm Mark. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. The O'Brien and Doug podcast is brought to you in part by MosierMultimedia.com, KMH Music in Presque Isle, Maine, The Ridge Runner in Westfield, Maine, and Doug's cousin, Larry. Be sure to follow O'Brien and Doug on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Drop them an email anytime at O'Brien and Doug at gmail.com. You should never be allowed to talk to people.